hello, all my fitness, fitness friends, meatheads, and uh, all you exercise enthusiasts, daddy. You're listening to the House That I Bro podcast here on the Onyx Edge Network. We're brought to you by a few sponsors. The number one is the premier independent comic book company in the whole United States. They're called Show Me Comics, Daddy, and they produce a 64-page graphic novel called Hafu, and you can get your copy online at www.showmecomics.com, Daddy. We also brought to you by this place called Extreme Crowd Maguire and Fitness, and that's where Team Sam does all of their personal training boot camps and MMA classes, Daddy, and that's where you can find me, the American Dream, Sam Richardson, working with all of my clients, Daddy. Alright, that was my tribute to uh, one of my one of my all-time favorite wrestlers that passed away a couple yes, days ago. My all-time favorite new corpse. <laughs> it's a big corpse. But the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, he passed away the other day. And um, a lot of people that have never even watched wrestling knew who Dusty Rhodes was. I grew up watching him. He was like the most charismatic professional wrestler that ever lived. You know, every every good story has a has a good guy and a bad guy or a, a good um, woman and a bad woman. Rick Rick Flair was always the bad guy. Dusty Rhodes was always the good guy. He was just the prototype for what a a babyface good guy should be, whether that's in wrestling or that's in movies. And um, he died a couple days ago. And uh, for all of us that are in the uh, the wrestling world, it's uh, it's a pretty sad time. Dusty Rhodes was a hell of a character, and uh, I don't think there's any wrestler out there, whether that's on the smallest independent level. Or all the way up to the major leagues in the WWE that uh, weren't influenced by Dusty Rhodes in some way. And that's in any type of performance. I've what did he die from? Being fat. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, nothing's really been released yet. He's like He was like 69 years old. And from what I've heard, he took some type of fall at home and got sick from the fall from some infections. It was like a really quick process, and eventually died from it. And I really don't. Know well, you mentioned him being was. really fat, and I just wanted to mention that deaths from heart disease are less prevalent in the Alaskan Native population. Eighteen um, percent versus twenty-five percent, all races combined. So, uh, just a tip out there for you folks: if you're looking to maybe adjust your diet or something, you look at the Alaskan Natives, and maybe Dusty Rhodes could have done that. That's very interesting insight. Um, I'll pass that along to his family. <laughs> I don't know them, but are they uh, Alaskan? No, I don't. I well, used to said you don't maybe know. They them. are. <laughs> maybe they are. They could be. Like I don't know that they're not. He could have been adopted by Alaskan. Natives. By default, Sam doesn't know anybody that's Alaskan. I know. I do. I've got cousins that live in Alaska. One of them is actually running for like mayor, or something like that. Rick Walker, yeah, he's uh, he's my second cousin. Oh, is he one of the moose party? <laughs> he's fucking big as a fucking moose. So, <laughs> so he, does he follow the Alaskan diet then? Probably. Or does not. he follow the American Probably diet? not. Not from the way he looks. He probably fucking goes up there and eats wolves. Anyway, so Dusty was a big guy, and... Uh, 
Dusty was a very, um, what you would call a pioneer in the world of wrestling, also in the world of entertainment. Uh, I've been reading a lot of tweets and I've been reading a lot of articles from celebrities in all different walks of uh, Hollywood that you know talked about how Dusty Rhodes influenced them as performers. So Dusty Rhodes was quite the man, but uh, like, like we talked about, he was uh, he was quite overweight. Dusty was a big guy. That didn't stop him as an athlete. That didn't stop him from uh, from performing. Uh, Dusty was a good example that just because somebody is, you know, quite obese. (laughs) All right. So anybody that's uh, listening to us and has Periscope, make sure that if you're not following us on Periscope already, that you follow us now because you'll see what Jordan's doing. Tim, this callus smoother is working really (laughs) well, dude. Mine were really rough and edges were really rough. So thanks for that. No, it's it's great. I found that. uh, I got that off of... uh, Asian man on the uh, downtown. All right, so I had, on the downtown. <laughs> I had somewhere I was actually going with this Dusty Roads thing and how it relates to the podcast and my topic for today. So uh, right up until Dusty died, Dusty was still a very, very active person in uh, in, in the world of wrestling and uh, really just you know doing whatever he wanted to in life. You know, like uh, he was still going down to Florida where all the younger kids were coming up. They've got a program down there called NXT. It's kind of like the minor leagues where WWE develops all of their talent. And Dusty Rhodes was down there quite often coaching the kids. So even though he couldn't perform, you know, physically anymore himself, he wanted to go down with the younger generation and teach them. And, And he considered himself a cowboy. You know, he was down there. He'd speak his mind like he didn't let his age or where he was at in life you know, but be like handcuffs to stop him from living. And that's where I'm wanting to go with today's podcast is it's something that I've kind of been going through myself. It's something that I watched a lot of my friends go through as we started getting into our late 20s and early 30s and becoming more domestic animals is just kind of looking for a reason to stop living. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying that I am against, you know, marriage or having kids because all of us at this table have some combination of that, if not both. That's not my point with this. But I do feel that some people use that as an excuse to, you know, stop eating right, to stop taking care of themselves, to stop having adventures, to stop having fun. It's like, Oh, well, I guess I don't have to do anything now because, you know, I can use my wife as an excuse. I can say, oh, sorry, guys, can't go out. I can't go out and have fun. I can't go on an adventure because, you know, oh, my wife would get mad at me or, oh, I've got the kids. And I'm not saying that everybody should be out, um, you know, leaving their house every weekend and doing stuff. But there are ways to, you know, have adventures and... uh I don't know, to not die inside, to not just become a shell. Like, is, is that making sense? Do you guys get where I'm going with this? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I do. I just, um, I, I've got a buddy. I got a friend. We all know him. I'm going to say his name on the air, though. Francois. <laughs> yeah, you can give him an alias. But um, <clears throat> when when he was getting married, all right, he was very active in sports. He was uh, very active socially, you know, with the rest of us that weren't 
quite into that phase of our life yet. Those of us that were still young and out and running around and having adventures and had absolutely, you know, no responsibilities or handcuffs on us. All right. This friend was still out there with us, but when he got married, it was like, all right, that's it. That cut all of that off. And for a few years, he just died inside. He started going out to eat every weekend and him and his wife just, you know, they looked for reasons to just splurge on food, to stay at home, to not really do anything. And he got up to around 300 pounds. Now, this friend is probably like five foot. Yeah, he's shorter than me. Yeah, he's... It's not a very tall guy. So him at 300 pounds, like it was getting to where I would have talked with him about you know his overall health, his cardiovascular, um, his cardiovascular system, and how much strain that it was taking being at this weight. And it wasn't like he was a lazy guy. I mean, he wasn't always like this, but it's just like the married life, the domestic life. Um, it was his excuse to stop going out and doing anything, to stop taking care of himself, um, and to stop interacting socially with his friends. Not to say that he became a bad friend, because I still, you know, I still stayed in contact with him. In fact, for a while, he was still he was probably the, the person I talked to the most. But it's just like he stopped doing everything else, and it felt like it was an obligation as a husband and as soon to be father figure that he had to do this. And oh, I thought you were going to say that an obligation as a husband that you had to give him some advice. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, there's the twist It was you married to him the whole time. <laughs> well, that's obvious. But, um, and, and then, you know, a few years after he got married, then uh, the kids came along, and that just multiplied the problem. I mean, then he had the kids and then that was even more of an excuse of like, well, I can't go out. I can't do this. Got to eat bad because I got to eat whatever's convenient and quick and right there at my fingertips. And uh, the weight just continued to pile on. And um, it, it was around the time I think that his father passed away. All right. His 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 dad died of, of cancer. And, you know, we, we had a real long talk after that about um his 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 genetics and how his his um what types of problems could be hereditary that are that are passed on to him that if he doesn't get control of it now could be a very large issue in the very near future and yeah um, it's kind of like I went to the doctor the other day and it was I was signing up with a new doctor and I had to fill out family history you know and I just I, had to do that too. Yeah, I put down the fact that my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer, and I showed it uh, to the doctor, you know, and turned it on my uh, paperwork. And then I got home and I had an invite on Facebook, and it just was from my doctor, and it said first annual super fun party, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a recurring event every year. <laughs> I don't know what his kind of party is, but uh, <laughs> apparently it was based on the information I provided. Uh, now, did you take your callus remover there? Um, I take my callus remover everywhere. Because that's, that's definitely something that they would find very useful um, if you're having to go in for colonoscopies or any type of invasive procedures. Actually, it's hollow, they the... so they just put the fiber optic camera inside of the callus remover, and then they just tell you that you have to 
you know, kind of help them. To oh, get it that's, down there. that's convenient. I'm sure that that thing doesn't feel good going in though. Cause it's, well, it's not, it doesn't feel as bad as this butt plug right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That thing is pointed. It's called the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. I mean, that thing's humongous. That's, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> so back to my friend, <laughs> Um, you know, you mentioned that he was eating a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. And I was just thinking that one of the things that can fight, you know, cancer, since we're talking about cancer, is um, foods that are high in antioxidants. Right. And uh, sweet potatoes, carrots, and apricots are excellent sources of beta-carotene, which is an antioxidant, but most people probably don't know also butternut squash. It, that's very true. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up, because... I don't talk enough about antioxidants. We could probably have an entire episode about antioxidants and foods that are loaded in antioxidants and how they defeat free radicals and make your body much more healthy. Especially those that get a bad rap, like butternut squash. And butternut squash. So if any of you out there if any of you out there like butternut squash, then let me tell you something. We here at the How Should I Bro podcast and on Periscope give our Thumbs up, seal of approval. You can eat that shit as much as you want. Have it up. Have it up right now. Uh, just don't have it after 3 p.m. if you're on the uh, 30-day Team Sam Challenge because it's still a carbohydrate and you can't have it. But before 3 o'clock, you can eat as much of that shit as you would like. Now, if you're not trying to lose weight and you're not on the 30-day Team Sam Challenge, then guess what? You can have that butternut squash all day, all night. You can wake up from your sleep at 3 a.m., go in there and have it as a snack, eat as much of it as you want. But let me tell you who wasn't eating butternut squash at that time, and that was our friend... Francois. Francois. So, anyway, after his dad died, we, we had to talk about just how Frank's family has problems Okay, and and eating bad and not exercising makes those problems even worse. That we need to get a handle on it now because he's still very young, and I still wanted him to be around, and he still wanted to be around, and his kids still wanted to be around, and his wife still wanted him to be around, his brother Scott still wanted him to be around, his cousin Josh still wanted him to be around, and Tim Pickerel still wanted him to be around. I really did. So if he's listening and still doesn't know who we're talking about, well... That's because he's retarded. Anyway, so uh, it, it wasn't long after that that he joined the local YMCA. And he got into working out, and he lost you know, 20, 30 pounds right off the bat. And he was quite motivated. And that's whenever he called me up one day and he said, Hey, can you help me out with some, uh, some dieting? Because I feel like I've you know done what I can with exercise alone. i got to start learning how to eat right. And it was quite amazing to watch because, like, he learned all this stuff, and he started to apply it, and then he started to, I guess preach is the right word for this. He'd go out and he'd start preaching to others, like, look at what I'm doing, look at how this has helped me out, it's made me feel better, and um, that's awesome, because I think whenever somebody gets into something and they're motivated by it and they're seeing the positive um the, the positive results from it, they're more likely to go out and tell others and try to encourage them to do it as well. It's infectious. It is infectious. And you know, he started to come out more. You know, we would go out to watch the fights and then he would be there to, you know, he'd start coming out watching the fights with us. Or if there's like little events or get togethers, he was actually starting to come out and go to those. So he was starting to get out and be more active and be more social. Hmm. And that, 
and my point with this isn't to say like you should be selfish if you're married or you're this or that. It's just it's still okay to have a life. It's still okay to get out and grow as an individual because. I noticed from that point on, he was out doing more stuff with his kids and his wife. They would go to parks. They would go to the zoo. They would get out and be more physical as a family. So it helped him grow as an individual and as a unit. And that is what I'm wanting to talk about on the podcast today are people that hit a certain age in life where they go, well, that's it. I'm just going to consider myself old or just not young anymore. And uh, that's my excuse to stop living. That's my excuse to just eat whatever I want, put on a bunch of weight, and uh, to not really do anything. And I think that's bullshit because we humans have been uh, we've been kind of tricked into thinking that the age in which we decline or can no longer do stuff, it we think that it's a lot shorter than it actually is. And I'll tell you right now, there is a certain point where you know diet and exercise is going to determine how fast or how slow that you age or are capable of doing things, but it's at a much slower rate and it is a much different point than what we like to believe it is. So I think that a lot of times we just use it as a bullshit reason to stop living. I think many people are scared to go out and, um, and have adventures or have an experience that keeps them growing as a person. So they use the whole age thing or becoming a domestic animal as an excuse, well, and it's sad, bullshit. The sad part is when those people do that when they're 20. And, and they do. And they do. It's like oh, as soon as they're done with high school, like, oh, that's it. The good times are over. That's it, guys. High school was it. We're done. Now it's time to die. <laughs> Got to go to college. Or around where I grew up, it was uh, time to work at a gas station and uh, have some kids, and then we're dead. I wonder Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm wondering how much of it has to do with like they're not even thinking about their health. They're just thinking about vanity. It's like, okay, when I'm young, I'm going to be more active. I'm going to do things. But now I have somebody in my life, and she's going to spend or she or she or he is going to spend the rest of their life with me. So now I can just let myself go. Well, I'll tell you what. There is a, a group of people, a population that I think kind of live life to the fullest. Uh, they still have uh, good looks, not being concerned about vanity, um, but they're also in relatively good shape. And that's French people. And uh, did you guys know that the French have the lowest average body weight per capita in the Western world? I did not know that. No, I didn't. I figured that'd be like Somalia or like a very the Western world. Oh, okay. um, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Well, it, since you're getting your facts mixed up, if you want to learn more about it, there's a book called The French Diet, Why French Women Don't Get Fat by Michel Montignac. And uh, right now it's only $4 used on Amazon. Oh. I've heard about that. I listened to an interview I don't know if she was on it or if it was like one of the editors or the publishers, but Michelle they were on the man. Okay, well maybe it was uh, her. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I heard the interview, but I honestly can't recall a fucking thing that was said on it, except that it involved a lot of wine and cigarettes. <laughs> Sounds like the Daffronian diet. <laughs> so we're all in our thirties. Right? You just turned, what did you 33. Just, 33, okay. I knew we were somewhere around the same age. In a couple of months, I'll be a little bit older. And your sister and then, turned. My today. sister turned 30 today. Today is my. Today is my little sister's birthday. See, that was the whole point. Not creepy now. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were 17. <laughs> 
And uh, let's see, Tim is just a hair older than me. I'm 34. 34. He's 34. 35 in December. 35 in December. I'll be 34 <laughs> August 4th, and Jordan just turned 33. So all of us are right there at our like early 30s, almost mid-30s. We're kind of coming around that corner. And we just lost the Periscope audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't relate to yeah. these old guys. See y'all, young fucks. But um, this is that point where we either just start getting old, and then we have to have a midlife crisis in another like six, seven years, or we stay active and we stay um, very energetic and are still able to accomplish things in life. But it's this decade that's going to determine how active and lively we are into our 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, or if we just give up like a lot of our friends and associates and peers and contemporaries do. Once they hit this age, and a lot of them have done it before this. Like you said, there's people in their 20s. There's people that think that when high school is over. So for those of you that are on Periscope, because we know that a lot of you young fucks are using this app. <laughs> all right. You're sitting there and you're dreading it. Because I bet a bunch of you are just now going into high school and a bunch of you are just graduated. Some of you are about to. And you're thinking that right now. You're like, oh, this is the... This is the the best days of our life. And once we graduate after our senior year, it's over. And that's absolute bullshit. I like how you just cussed out a 14-year-old somewhere. It's- hey, you know what? There's no laws against it. That's not illegal. I can call you an asshole. I can call you a shithead. I can call you a motherfucker. As long as I don't put my hands on you, whether that's violently or romantically, there's in not a any- loving relationship where you project that the age difference will be thirty and thirty-three in the future. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so it's not illegal. But anyway, a lot of you are thinking, "Oh, well, once I'm done with high school, then life is over." No, no, no. See, that's just when life fucking begins. All right, because everything that you did before this is fake. It wasn't real. All right, you didn't have jobs yet. You didn't have responsibilities yet. You didn't have bills that you have to pay, cars to pay for, a mortgage. You didn't have shit. It was easy. Really, your parents did all that shit for you. All right, there's some of you, sure. Your parents are fucking alcoholics or your dad left your mom and whatever, and they don't really do a whole lot for you, but you probably still live with one of them or aunts or uncles, whatever. But the fact is, you haven't had any responsibility in your life yet. So everything from... High school and before was not real life. It wasn't jack shit, all right? Real life's going to start as soon as you get your fucking ass up out of the school and you get into the real world. You know, the other thing that I would say on that is that probably a lot of young uh, people are suffering from what's called thin privilege. Okay. Um, and and I know we kind of talk a lot about the uh, health needs for people to work out and lose weight and maintain a healthy lifestyle and a body. Sure. Um, but they got to keep their psyche intact too. So I'd really just like to mention that body terrorism and fat shaming is a real thing. And if you want to learn more about it, you can go to everyday, <laughs> everyday Um, they have an article about five things you can do to help, uh, just search the privilege fight fat phobia, or thin privilege fight fat phobia, and that's on everydayfeminism.com, and that'll help you out uh, on that front. That's awesome. Well, thank you for contributing, because <laughs> if you were not here right now, I would have been totally um, ignorant 
to that website or those facts to throw out there. So I'm glad that people know. I think that we have people from all different walks of life that listen to this show. We've got liberals. We have conservatives. We have libertarians. We have feminists. We have bigots. We have gays. We have straights. We have transgenders. And then we have Tony Heeman. And it's good for all of them. It's good for all of them to know that they're accepted on the How Should I Bro podcast and that this information is out there for all of them. We don't discriminate. So can I break it down for you one time, is you digger? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, this will be my uh, spot where I just talk about what you talked about. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of a sport called boxing? Yes. Have there been a lot of boxers that have reached the top of their game and then had a large downfall? Yes. Okay. So can you give me some examples of some boxers that exploded on the scene and then were gone like overnight because they effed up? I don't know if I'd say immediately like that's it, they're gone. I mean, there's a a decline, but you can kind of see. Yeah, I mean, you can look at Mike Tyson, even Muhammad Ali for all the great things he accomplished. How about John Jones? It's not boxing, but look at John Jones. He hasn't lost any of his talent or skill, but what happened? Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. What happened? He got crazy. He I don't know if he couldn't handle the fame or if it's like he had to turn to drugs to handle the pressures of being a celebrity at such a young age. But a lot of outside factors led to his downfall. So I noticed that you don't hear about a, like, a lot of mid-tier guys that have that problem. Sure. Where they just burn out and they're like... They're trying to climb their way up the ladder. They get halfway up, and and then their life just gets insane. But you hear about it all the time with, shoot, not just boxers, but politicians, musicians, things right. like that. You know where they achieve this level of success, and then they stop doing the things that got them there. Right. You know, like the uh, the boxing example. A lot of them are poor people that come from a an economic. Um, climate that's not very well off and it makes them super hungry for you know to achieve things and so they pour all that energy into their training and their skills and this that and the other and then once they achieve that goal it's almost like climbing up a cliff and you're working really really hard and you get to the top of the cliff and it's just a wasteland right you know you're like geez i spent all that energy getting up here and now i don't know what to do with myself right so what uh, so all these bad influences that used to be defended against permeate their lives like a flood you know um i think you mentioned high school a lot of people are like that that's one of their big goals in life you know they go do their four years of high school and they put the vitamin C CD in their freaking CD player and uh, they play that friends forever song and they're like this is the best <laughs> yeah. it's ever going to get as our lives change <laughs> it's true whatever, we will still be friends forever <laughs> God, I forgot that song even existed. And they're all crying. Right. And oh my God, we got to relive this for the rest of our life. Dude, we're just like Joey and Chandler and Ross and Monica and Phoebe and Rachel. That's us. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. this is the this is it. This is the best it's gonna be. It's just like that boxer that like he reached his goal. Right. The problem is the goal. Now, I could talk about a lot of 
factors that have attributed to me being unhealthy quite recently. But one big one I'll say is that I had a goal for a long time that was like, you know, marry a good woman, have kids, blah, 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 and eventually buy a house. And when I was in the military, like I saved, you know, like I ate ramen noodles all the freaking time because I was saving money to put a huge down payment on a house. I got out of the military, I moved back here, and we bought a very nice house, and I dropped that down payment, and now I didn't have to save. Right. You know, obviously there are reasons, you know, but we're talking about the illogical side of the brain, so don't get on a kick where you're like, well, dude, you can still save for, you know, your kid's college and blah, blah, Anyway, the point is, I reached this massive goal. I got up to the top of the cliff with no new goal. There's a wasteland. Yes. And you know what I decided I was going to do now that I didn't have to save and now that I didn't have to pass physical tests and stuff? I actually made a conscious decision where it's like, hey, you know, for a year or so, I'd just like to live high on the hog. Right. I'll freaking go out to eat more often than I normally would. I'll freaking treat myself to bad foods because I don't have to be paranoid about it. I'm not saving money, so I'll drink more alcohol because that stuff can get expensive. But now I've got a bigger budget. So I was kind of like we talked about France earlier. I became a powdered wig fake mole fuck, you know, that (laughs) was like... Being me, my cherie, my pork, more wine. Maintenant. What? That means now. So I, I became one of those, those right. people it, within the context of my own life. So I don't know if you can put together what I just said, but you can gel the whole boxer oh, sort of thing, yes. high school thing, and me all together. And does that kind of bring the conversation in a direction where we can actually address people's problems. Oh, completely. Where, you know, goal setting is a very important part of life. But to tie this back to the whole health and fitness thing, you know, that that we preach about on this podcast that supposedly some of you listen for is, let's say, the, the whole 30-day Team Sam challenge that we've been laying out for months and months. Got a lot of people on Instagram that do this. They post their pictures to it. We're always talking about it where it's 30 days of clean eating and blah, 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 blah. That 30 days is not supposed to be it. Like, you don't reach the top of the mountain and go, that's it, all right, I'm done, and I'm going to go back to eating like shit or whatever. Then you set your next goal, which is either another 30 days or another 30 days or another 30 days, or you do like Tim's doing. Or, hey, now I want to be flexible, or, hey, now I want to be strong. I want to do this, It's time to reset your goals, but you've got something else to jump to. You don't reach the top of that 30-day mountain, and that's it, I'm free. Well, no, it's just teaching you to set goals like tim right now he's going through the the 90 day uh summer of sam summer of team sam (laughs) summer of team sam i am murdering cravings and calories right so he did the 30 and said this was awesome i can go even further now or like jordan said maybe some people when they're done go you know what i'm gonna keep eating clean but this time i want to see if i can get my you know bench press record numbers up or maybe get my squat numbers up or maybe an extra inch on my unicep yeah and an extra inch on my unicep or last longer while i'm getting an extra inch on my unicep but it's always setting goals like the the people that get married and have the kids and go well there it is there's the top of my mountain now i'm done see ya and then they just you know and there's nothing wrong with those people and it's not like we're talking down on those people that's a huge goal like to want to settle down you know those are three big components of life 
have a roof over your head, have a steady income on a good career, and have a soulmate. That's really all you need. But the problem is, if those are the goals, once you reach them, that's actually your sustaining infrastructure of your life. Right. You know, and suddenly where your goal became the everyday, well, you can't necessarily keep revisiting that. You get stale and you're like, I need, I think we'll talk about this later on in an addiction episode, but it's like, I need something new in my life. What's new? Oh, food. Yeah. Or TV or whatever, you know. You know, I never went on Orange is the New Black binge. But saddle on up here, honey. Sit on the divan with me and let's fire up that Orange is the New Black and do a marathon. I love you. I love you, too. Man, I I sure hope the baby doesn't cry during this marathon because I'm really looking forward to it. I got the Orvin Rudder. Orville Redenbacher's that actually comes in the tub. Like, you don't have to pour it into an additional tub. It comes in the tub. You just got to make sure you follow the instructions and don't burn the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good illustration of what happens. And no, I'm not here to slam getting married and having kids and all that because I'm everything except married. I'm everything but and I've got the kids, and I'm in that domestic life, but um, I don't know, man. There's times where I stop, and I'm like, I feel like I'm dead inside. You know, if you're feeling like you're dead inside, it might be like a problem with your digestive system. <laughs> the prevalence of celiac disease in the United States is actually 0.71%, which is one in every 141 people. Uh, but the interesting thing about the statistic is that most cases are undiagnosed. Uh, so you might want to look into that. Uh, I should, because I, I never would have thought about that if you did not bring those facts and that information to the table. Because, see, here at How Should I Bro, you're going to learn something. You've you're going to learn something. and some French today. That's right. And it might just save your life. So keep listening and keep watching. Um, but that's – no, when I say that I feel dead inside – Sometimes, not all the time. It's not the gluten. But, uh, well, I like what you said about people need to constantly maybe have something new. Or there's just, there's got to be something where you're allowed space to grow. And my significant other is very understanding of that. Like, I'm very upset when I see people enter into relationships and marriages where the partner wants them to cling to them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As our lives change. <laughs> all year long. <laughs> and they don't allow that space in between for both people to grow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe I feel a little guilty myself sometimes. And this actually comes from a conversation that I had with my significant other today. Was I don't... I still like to go out and do things. I'm getting more back into the wrestling and when we're working on the comic books or, or like when podcast. I'm at work, the podcast. Like I like to have a lot of like irons in the fire because I've realized I, I like chaos. The there, fire likes a lot of irons <laughs> in them too. And it takes 20 miles to get to that fire. But um, that makes no sense to the listeners or the audience out there. But if you keep listening to enough shows, you'll probably get all these inside jokes at some point. But anyway, 
Um, I, I like chaos. I like things whenever they're not completely expected. I kind of like the unknown. I like having something in my life that's a little bit dangerous. I like that feeling of being scared. I like that adrenaline rush that comes with, you know, being excited of something where you don't really know what could happen next. I really like that. And for me, it's well. And now Jordan's pulling a knife on me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in Periscope, hurry up, call nine one one. No, don't. It's too late. By the time you listen to this broadcast, the I'll probably point be dead. Is we he's don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> but that's fun. I like that. That's why. That's why I've done the wrestling and some of the other things that I do. But. Unfortunately, life responsibilities, whenever you hit a certain age and you have kids and you have a, a business that you run and you've got all these other things that you have to do, um, you can't be out uh, having chaos and shit in your life all the time. But for a while, I feel like I scaled it back so much that I was just going insane inside of my like little world inside of my head. And... Um, so that's why I started getting back into the wrestling and a few other things, and that's why I like doing this podcast, but it's just, I don't know, man. I still feel like there's more that I need to get out of me. I'm feeling like there's a lot of weekends that I'm just wasting. I feel. I, I completely understand what you mean. You know what else is unfortunate? What's that? That it's so easy to consume a calorie, but to burn a calorie, what most people don't know is the definition of a calorie is actually the energy needed to raise the temperature of one kilogram of water through one degree Celsius, uh, which can also be measured in joules. Well, here's the thing about that one. Now, all the other facts that you've brought to the show before this were very useful, but I've talked about this multiple times on other episodes on what a calorie actually is and what it actually does. So for that one... We've already done it before. We've already covered that one. You Sorry, know guys. what this is called? You didn't learn anything new no. from that last fact. I was a teacher for three and a half years. This is called reinforcement. Oh, that's good. They do need to be reminded of that every so often. So. I got to use the little girls room. All right. Well, we're about to wrap this episode up anyway. full of little girls? <laughs> <laughs> Remember now, you're 33. Yeah, but someday. They'll be 30. Someday they'll be 60, and I'll be, like, in my late 70s. <laughs> so, for the How Should I Brew listeners, and those of you that are on workout plans, you're fitness enthusiasts, you, you just you want to know how to make yourself better, it's all about setting these goals, and don't be coming up with bullshit excuses like, my family, my this, always be looking for something to better yourself, to grow yourself as an individual. Now, for those of us in the fitness community, you know, that's what we go out. We do the cardio. We like to brag about how we went to the gym every day or our, you know, quote, gains. But there's a feeling that comes with that. You know, like you're proud to go, well, the rest of my, the rest of my friends, well, they uh, stay at home and uh, use their kids as an excuse or they use their spouse as an excuse. So I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm actually here working out. But to... At a certain point, you have to go beyond that. You know, it can't just be, oh, well, because I go to the gym, that's where I'm this. So if you're stuck in a rut or you're someone in one of my clients, I'll, my greatest fucking client ever, and she listens to the show, she knows that I'm talking about her. She is just my top of the mountain client. She's a 
machine okay she's this actually woman, a machine this she woman need to lose fat, she has accomplished so many things in her life just outside is of she the constantly fitness field. looking for sarah and or john connor <laughs> <laughs> that's next that's her next goal but um come with me if you want to lean she <laughs> she has done so much just outside of the fitness field but in the fitness field like how many goals that she's reached how many things she's accomplished but she's She's got to that point where there were certain things in her life where she was starting to feel like, okay, how do I go beyond this? I feel like I've stopped with my, <laughs> I've stopped with my strength gains. I've <laughs> make sure if you guys haven't downloaded the Periscope app, you get it so that you can watch this stuff so you can see what's actually going on in the studio. Because it's hilarious. All right, so my client, she feels like she's reached the top of the mountain of where she is at right now. And she does. she's not burnt out, but she kind of feels like she needs to grow. Right. She needs to have those growing pains. There's more out there. Like, what can she do to her training? Maybe there's certain things that she's been doing that she's going to just put on hold for a while to try some stuff that's completely different. That's why when my daughter, like, as soon as she finally said her ABCs right for the first time, I kicked her in the head. <laughs> it was like, well, now you know your alphabet, but your head block sucks. <laughs> That's how she got better at Taekwondo. Exactly. She knew I have a new goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a That's a great way to put it. But, um... For those of you that are in the fitness community and you're in the fitness world, like don't stop. Just don't be proud of the fact that you just go to the gym every day. Because at some point, you're going to lose that, you know, five or ten pounds initially, and the the rest of the way that you have to go, it's going to get harder and harder. And then you're going to hit a point where you start to uh, get less motivated to work out because you think, oh, I just can't lose this last ten or this last five. It's it's no, you're capable of it. But it's time to push yourself to grow. Try to do new things. Like, don't just become complacent with where you're at in your life right now and become just like a fucking stone that's just sitting there and moss is growing around it. Here's the easy one that really helped me. If you've never had sex with a member of the opposite race, just try it. It's new. <laughs> Changed my life. And that's Jordan. Jordan is the, uh, the king of interracial relationships. And uh, uh, one one last thing I'd like to say. So here's if you want to take this whole episode and condense it down into one little thing. I think we've been talking about this, and even though I'm going to reference somebody else's podcast, I don't want you to think that I'm <laughs> trying to you know get in good with them and then uh, jump ship. Right. So I listen to the Joe Rogan experience a lot. You know, right? Uh, I think it's really cool. But just through being a fan of Joe Rogan, you, you know, your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or whatever fills up with Joe Rogan crap, uh, there was an on it commercial that I saw quite recently, and it was just like 30 seconds or less long. Yeah. And it's basically Joe Rogan's just sitting down, and he goes, and clearly he's trying to advertise on it. Yeah. But what he says is like, you're the hero of your own story. Yeah. Knowing that you're the hero, meaning you have to make the hero- I- I'm paraphrasing, but you have to make the heroic decisions. You have to be the one that takes action because it's your story. And he says, wherever you're at right now, meaning this instant, this minute, this hour, this day, that's the end of a chapter. Right. When you flip to the new chapter, 
what action is the hero of that story going to take, meaning you? So I'm a huge fan of reading novels and stuff, and a lot of times chapters, in fact, most of the time, end on cliffhangers. You right. know, So let's go back to uh, Francois Gerard Chirac's story. What he was doing was, at the end of his chapter, he weighed 300 pounds. He didn't do anything other than eat food with his wife, take care of his kids. That's the end of a chapter. Yeah. What is the hero of that story going to do at the opening of the next chapter? And if you just take that easy mental exercise away from this episode, I think that can be super, super helpful. Just my two cents. Yeah, oh. I, listen, I've, I probably listen to that or watch that video like once a month now, mm-hmm. like ever since I found it the first time. Shit, watch it once a day, whatever yeah, you got to sure. do. Well, that is some great information to leave our listeners and fans with. So everybody out there, don't become complacent in your training routine or in your everyday life. Try to find ways to challenge yourself. Try to find ways to start that new chapter, that new goal, that new mountain to climb, that new flag to reach. Don't become complacent with whatever routine you're on and don't become complacent with whatever diet that you're following because if you feel like there's more you need to do... (laughs) Then get on it. So, and not on it like. Oh, <laughs> complete ripoff. <laughs> he just that became an on it fucking, chill. Fucking free. They're not even sponsored this podcast. <laughs> but you know Yet. what I mean. So, for all of us here at the house that I have broke, it under you. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do in life, just have it under you. <laughs> so, for. All of us here at the House That I Bro podcast, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. Make sure that uh, if you're on iTunes, you give us a rating, you give us a review. I am Sam Richardson. You can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore the underscore trainer. And you can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, uh, Periscope, uh, also as at Adam Raw STL. I'm Tim Pickerel. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Hates You. And you can find me on Instagram at Onyx Edge Studios. And I'm Jordan Taylor. You can find me on Twitter at JordanTaylor82. And I'm also on uh, Periscope, which I'm liking a lot. And I just wanted to remind you that, uh, you know, the deltoid, that's a three-headed muscle, you know. So you just got to make sure you hit it from all angles. There are definitely exercises that can do your front delts, your, uh, you know, the middle, and then also the rear. So just make sure you don't neglect those rears. And that's good information to end on. So we're the I'm House should- I <laughs> Bro podcast. And we will see you guys on the next download because we'll actually look through the Which screen. Which never makes any sense except now button. it That's makes right. sense <laughs> because of Periscope. So finally your catchphrase makes sense. Here you all then. <laughs>